right then we're gonna continue Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, our testimony for tonight, healing in the stomach. There is a man in Namibia who called for prayer. He has been suffering from a gastroesophageal disease for a year now. Every time he eats or drinks, those things will go back to the throat. Pastor Robert prayed for him over the phone and he felt heat in the stomach as the healing power of God touched him. He tried drinking something after prayer and the liquid did not go back to the throat again. He is healed from his sickness. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The word of God for tonight reads as follows. If you want to receive from God, you must look at Him at the physical appearance, like His size, color, His origin. You must even make yourself forget that you know Him. He is your friend, your relative, your brother, and as you see Him as the man of God, you receive what God has for you. Scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 10, verse 36 and 41, NIV. It says, A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Verse 41, Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. Amen. Amen. Then, what we are saying there is that if you want to receive for from a man of God, let's say you want to receive from God, but God, of course, uses his servants then if you want to receive from God through the servant of God, you must not look at his physical appearance. You must not look at his size, his origin, when you want to receive from God through a servant of God. You must make yourself forget that you know him. He is your friend, your relative, your brother, and you have seen him. And as you see him as a man of God, you will receive what God has for you. Hallelujah. Amen. That means here is when you are believing God to bless you. As you are believing God to bless you through, through his servants, you must know that the one, the place where you have to relate to is not a physical person. It's a spiritual person. A spiritual person is a servant of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Not a physical person. 
I'm talking about a servant of God. There is a servant of God in the same man of God and there is a physical person, the one that you are related to. But the man of God is not related to anybody in the physical. I don't know whether you are getting that one. A servant of God is not in the office. That person is not related to anybody in the physical. A servant of God is a man of God. Hallelujah. And if you want to receive from that office, you must forget how this man looks like. You must forget the color of this man. You must forget the size of this man. You must forget anything that can distract you not to receive from the office of the servant of God. Hallelujah. That's why in Matthew chapter 10, verse number 41, the Bible says that whoever welcome a prophet as a prophet will receive prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive righteous person's reward. A office of a prophet, office of a righteous person, these are not physical beings. These are the spiritual person. Then the more you receive... As you welcome, like you tell yourself you are welcoming the servant of God. That office, God will begin to use that office in order to bless you. Hallelujah. Then, not to say that when you are approaching the man of God, you say, ah, this is my cousin. You are approaching the man of God. This is my son. You are approaching the man of God. This is my relative. That distracts you from receiving. That's what the Bible says that even when the Lord Jesus Christ he went to his hometown, the Bible said that he was ready to perform miracles. He was ready to do something which is out of this world. But the Bible says that when he arrived in his hometown, they took offense at him. Some they were like, ah, is this not the son of Mary? Is this not the son of Joseph? Others were like, ah, is this one the carpenter? And the Bible said that in his hometown, Jesus Christ was so disappointed because he could not perform many mighty miracles due to their unbelief. Not that the anointing to heal was not there. The anointing to heal was there. The anointing to perform miracles was there. But when they tried to connect with Jesus Christ on the physical, they were distracted. They could not receive from the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Then when you want God to use his servant in order to bless you, receive a servant of God as a spiritual person, as somebody who has been sent from above. Hallelujah. As you receive as somebody who is sent from above, you will receive what God has for you. That's why, because anybody, let's say somebody is anointed on that office of a prophet. Somebody is anointed in that office of a pastor. Uh, on that whatever office, which is a spiritual office, that person is not anointed for him or herself. Yes. As a servant of God, you reach to a level where you benefit from that office. 
But most of all, those who are anointed, they are not anointed for themselves. They are anointed for others. Whatever God put on, to, on them is not anointing for them. Most of it is for others. And as long as you receive a servant of God, a man of God, as a man of God, you will receive what God has for you from that office. Hallelujah! Amen. Are you getting it? Amen. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Help me to receive a servant of God. Help me to recognize those you have sent to help me. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to go tonight to the word of God of tonight. There is a powerful word. I believe God wants to speak from above. Let us go to the book of Matthew chapter 17 from verse number 1. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like a sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Just there, there appeared Moses, Elijah, and talking with Jesus, Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice spoke from the cloud, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. When the disciples heard this, they fell down to the ground and were terrified. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them to tell not, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Okay, I want to start here. You know, the Bible says that this is, Jesus Christ took three, top three. Let me tell you this. Jesus Christ, you know, at first we hear about, he had about 72 disciples. But out of 72 disciples, he have top 12. Out of top 12, he have top three which was Peter, James, and John. Then one day the Bible said that he wanted to do something which is out of the ordinary. And he went to the mountainside. When he went to the mountainside, when they were there praying, he transfigured. The Bible said that when he transfigured, his face shined like a sun. The clothes which we're wearing become so white as light. Just imagine that experience. Then the Bible said that when that happened, appeared 
uh, Elijah and Moses begin to speak with the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ, he was not talking, revealing this deep secret of the kingdom to just an ordinary disciples. No, he was showing this secret of the kingdom, this secret about him to the top three, not just anybody. And these two there, because of what? It was because of also their level of commitment. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you are working with God, we need to be committed to him. We need to commit to him with all of our hearts so that he can re- entrust us with the secrets from above. Like what he did here. He showed Peter and John, James and John, about this heavenly experience. And three, two other generals of the Old Testament, they appeared. And these generals were talking to Jesus Christ, preparing Jesus Christ for the crucifixion. They were telling, talking to Jesus Christ, not the things of this world, talking to Jesus Christ about the heavenly things, preparing him to do what? To be crucified. And the Bible said that as that was happening, Papa God in heaven spoke and said that this is my son whom I love. This is my son who I love. And on this son of mine, I am well pleased. I am well pleased. I am well pleased. Hallelujah. Papa God spoke out of heaven. And the Bible said that Peter, when he realized on this glory, Peter said that, Jesus, this is so glorious. Can we build the three tents? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He forget about himself. This is what happens when you're in the glory. You forget about yourself. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. The Bible says that when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, they were naked. They could not realize that they were naked. The glory has covered them. They could not realize their nakedness until they fall short of glory and sinned. That's when they begin to realize they're what? They are naked. Then it's like that. When we walk with God in the glory, you forget about self. You forget about yourself. You forget about your need. That's why you are hearing about Peter. Peter does not say, Master, hey, also we need about four tents and one for us. No. He said that three will be enough. One will be for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. He forget about himself that also him and others will need another tent because it was glorious. Hallelujah. It was out of this world. Hallelujah. It was out of this world. The Bible said that when they have that heavenly experience, the disciples were so scared. They were terrified. They knelt down and covered their face because imagine the master now. He has transfigured. His face is shining. Papa God now. Also his light also. The whole place was shining. And the Bible said that they were so scared, they were terrified. Then they looked down. And the Bible said that the Lord, when the encounter has finished, he took Peter, he took John and said, Hey, wake up. It is done now. Don't be afraid. 
But there is something profound that happened there. And Jesus said to his disciples as they were getting down of the, of the mountain, Oh, don't tell anybody. What you have seen, keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody until I've resurrected. You know why Jesus Christ was saying that? Jesus Christ was saying that because he wanted to be crucified. He wanted to be crucified. He knew that if anybody they could know that is the son of the living God and they can believe that he's not an ordinary person, he's God, they were going to believe. And when everybody has believed, they are going to believe him, nobody's going to crucify him, and this purpose was not going to be fulfilled. Out of this, we must learn. Never forget your purpose in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Never forget your purpose in life. No matter what other encounters you can have in your life. No matter how other glorious things they can be. But never forget the reason why you are still in this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's one thing that Jesus Christ hold on. He hold on unto his purpose. That one of the purpose he must die. Then he hold unto it. Even when the opportunity arrives for everybody to worship him. For everybody to take him seriously, to accept him as their Lord and their Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ rejected the opportunity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. I'm saying to you tonight, don't forget your purpose. Sometimes, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, when the devil try to corner you, to forget who you are, never forget who you are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Never forget who you are. You are the child of the living God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. The same thing happened to Joseph. When Joseph was in the house of Potiphar, when the chance arrived, when the, the wife of Potiphar is trying to say, Hey, Joseph, oh, you are too handsome. He wanted to sleep with him. The Bible said that Joseph said, no, I will not do such a thing that will offend my God. He, he hold on unto his purpose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. He hold on unto what? Unto his purpose. I'm saying to you also to you tonight, you are a Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. You are the child of the living God. I want to remind you, never forget who you are. No matter what in life, never forget that you are the child of the living God. You are Christ's representative. Always know that my life is all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Whether the time arrives, where it becomes so glorious, you get a better job. Whether the time arrives, you get a better cow, better money, whatever it is, never forget who you are. Because that's what the devil wants to do. The devil wants us, want a Christian to forget who they are, to forget their purpose. Amen. 
like many who God has blessed. When God has blessed them, at the end of the day, they forget who they are. They forget who they are. Some of the people you can even wonder, is this person a Christian? Is this person the one who was walking in the light? Why is there no more difference between the one who's walking in the light and the one in the darkness? But because once they are blessed, they forget the one who have taken them from being a nobody to become somebody. Are you Amen. hearing what I'm saying? Amen. They forgot. Some of the people you know that when the things were tough, this person used to go to church every day, not even every Sunday. This person used to go to church every day. Some of the people when the days were tough, they used to go to church every day, follow everything that were done at church. Amen. But when the time arrived, when God has taken them from where they are to become somebody, you find that they are the ones who are now drinking. They are the one now who are, who are living and acting like they belong to the world. They have forgotten that they are the people of the kingdom of the light. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. I'm saying that one of the greatest purpose of your life is to represent Christ. Is to live for God. Then no matter what, never forget that purpose to live what? For Christ. Whether you are blessed, whether you have become somebody, never forget who you are. Amen. Remain steadfast to the purpose why you are in this world. Hallelujah. Amen. The job is just the benefit. The money is just the benefit. The house is just the benefit. The car is not the benefit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. But what we are here in this world, we are here to represent Christ. We are here to live for Jesus. Sometimes you are only in that company. So that you can, you can become the light of that company. So that you can represent Christ in that company. Sometimes God is lifting you up. He's taking you higher. So that through you, he can touch those who think they're in the bigger positions. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then never say, I am born again now. I used to evangelize before. I used to talk about Christ before. Now because I'm in the better position, I no longer talk about Jesus Christ. No, no matter where you are, don't forget your purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why when Jesus Christ, even though when he was in the mountain, it was so glorious. It was heaven on earth. Because three, two generals of the Old Testament, they appeared. Apart from that, even God Almighty himself was there he spoke. It was indeed heaven on earth. When it was heaven on earth, the Lord never forget their purpose. When they are getting down the mountain, Jesus was like to his disciples, Hey, don't tell anybody this. There is still a bigger picture. There is still a better thing that we have to accomplish in this world. There is still something that I have to do. I still have to be crucified. No matter how it seems to be so painful, 
There is glory in it. That's why he is here to do. He was here to do. He was here to die for me and for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Then that's why. Whether you get a better job. Whether you get a bigger position. Whether no matter how blessed you can be. Never forget the Lord Jesus Christ. Never be ashamed of the Lord at one time. Use every opportunity to represent Christ. Hallelujah. I want to say this one. This one is a very, very powerful point. And as a Christian, live each and every day like it's the last day. Your last day here in this world. Hallelujah. You are each and every day. Be serious about it. That means if you are serious, you will be serious about your prayer life. You will be serious about your fellowship life with God. You will be serious about your holiness. Because you are a purpose-driven Christian. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. You are a Christian who's heavenly focus. Sometimes when they, some of the Christians forget who they are, and they forget the purpose of being the Christian in this world, sometimes the biggest problem, the biggest problem is that because they are so relaxed, they think that we have got time. No! Live each and every day like it's the last time. This is how the other generals of faith, they lived. When you hear about men of God like Enoch, Enoch did not die. Enoch, the Bible said that he lived and he was no more. He was transfigured. He was ready for rapture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Like when you're hearing about Elijah. Elijah was like a man like that. When you hear that, when the time arrived for Elijah to live with God, God sent out the chariots of fire and he was raptured. He was captured and he left just like that. It's because these men were living each day like it was their last day. They were not relaxed Christians. They were not Christians who were going to God because they were looking for anything. They lived in this glory. They lived and treasured the presence and the glory of the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. And that must be your focus. Live each and every day like it is your last time. Live like a Christian who want to make it to heaven one day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Don't live like a Christian who's just saying that one day whether I will make it to heaven, whether I will not make it to heaven. No, a Christian must be sure of where they are going. Are you getting what I'm saying? Heaven is not something to gamble about. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Heaven is not something to do what? To gamble about. Heaven is something that you must be sure. It is your, It must be also one of your number one focus. That one day I want to make it. Then you want to make it to heaven when you do what? When you live for it every day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. When you live for Jesus every day. And I'm telling you. As you do it like that, you will make it to heaven. Hallelujah. 
never allow anything in this world to distract you. You know, sometimes the devil, he realizes, hey, this Christian does not have a job. This Christian, hey, is looking for a baby. And this Christian, because he's looking for a job, is looking for a baby. This Christian is praying too much. This Christian is fasting too much. And the devil says, hey, let us just release one of his job so that this person can stop fasting, so that this person can stop praying. And the devil loses the job. And the devil loses that, uh, that baby. Knowing that this Christian will relax because this Christian will think that I have made it. Oh, as long as you are in this world, never ever think that you have made it. Hallelujah. Amen. As long as you are in this world, still long for more, still cry for more, still seek more of the Lord. And make sure that you will make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Then that's why I'm saying to you, you must be a purpose-driven Christian. A Christian, whether you get a new car, whether you are promoted to the new level, whether things, it doesn't matter what, whether you wake up a billionaire tomorrow. Nothing will move you from the glory of the Lord. Nothing will must move you from the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That must be, you must be this kind of Christian who is purpose driven. Who is heavenly driven. Hallelujah. Amen. We must be heavenly driven. We must be heavenly focused. One of the biggest focus of our life, it must be a heavenly mandate. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. And no matter what you get of this world, which look like a glory, let it never take your mind out of Jesus. Every day, be checking where you stand in the Lord. Be, be maintaining it. Be doing everything that you can to make sure that you are right before the Lord. You are right as it stands before heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. That must be your biggest focus. And I'm telling you, you will be like Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, even though ah, he was experiencing heaven on earth, he did not say yes Allow them to talk that day. Hey, I am the Messiah. Everybody get born. I said, no, now is not the time. There is still smart, this much more important thing that I have to do. I have still to be. He has still the need to be what? To be crucified. Hallelujah. Amen. And me and you, we have got heaven that we still have to go. Hallelujah. Amen. We must do everything that we must never miss heaven. Everything. Everything, whether it costs us with our physical strength, whether it costs us with our money, with our time, it doesn't matter. We must make it unto heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wherever you are, begin to pray for yourself. Mandara brozundala bayande. Mandara brozunduruboyande Mandala bazundara brozundu Mandara bayenduruboyende Mandara bayenduruboyende
my business, our ministry, our anything. Let them be bound. I bind them now. I destroy them now. But the blood of Jesus, 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 blood of Jesus. Say Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. them to the abyss. Wherever you are, just raise up the ready. If you have got your papers there, wherever you are, with any prayer point, raise it up. In the presence of the Lord, so that the Lord can see it. The Lord is moving, hovering around, even all over your house. Wherever you are watching from, wherever you are participating from, the Lord want to bless you tonight. The Lord want to bless you tonight in this heavy anointing. I say in the name of Jesus, I soak the whole of everybody under the sound of my voice. I soak the whole of their houses, the whole of their phones, the whole of their documents into the blood of Jesus, into the fire of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Ghost fire, even that person you are not well in your body, those pains today, they are leaving you. That sickness today is leaving you. Unemployment is leaving you. Loko robo siandaraba sondorobo yandaraba yande. I can see angels moving around where you are, solving issues tonight. I say in the name of Jesus, every cases, every bondage be broken. Let the fire of God burn every cases, every bondage, every traps. As I command them to come out. As I come out. As I come out. I say to that person, you are looking for a job. Let there be a miracle job. To that problem that you are going through, let there be miracle solution. Miracle solution. I command every prayer request to turn into a testimony in Jesus' name. I command that yoke of stagnation be broken in Jesus' name. I decree and I declare this week as a week where you will testify in Jesus' name. Wherever you are, receive your answers. Wherever you are, receive your blessings. Receive every answer from the presence of the living God. Receive every blessing from the glory of the living God. 
I say our families are blessed in the name of Jesus. Our countries are blessed in the name of Jesus. Our everythings are blessed in the name of Jesus. Everything is turning around for our good in Jesus' name. Every curse on our name be broken in Jesus' name. That person going through the court case, I command that thing to turn around for good in Jesus' name. That person who's going for an interview this week, I command the Lord will speak for you in Jesus' name. Receive your permanent job in Jesus' name. That person you are looking for money. I said this week there shall be a financial breakthrough in Jesus' name. That person you are experiencing evil dream. I command from today that evil dream to stop and never come back in Jesus' name. That person you are having a misunderstanding in your family. I say from tonight I decree peace and love, joy and happiness in Jesus' name. That person, you are worried things are not going well at your work. I pray for your work. Let there be joy, peace and happiness and favor in Jesus' name. That person, you have been in one position for long. I pray for an increase and promotion in Jesus' name. Receive that increase in the name of Jesus. And to that child who has been struggling with the admission with school, I command that child to be admitted in Jesus' name. That person will be looking for a baby for long. I command that womb to open and receive your baby in Jesus' name. Wherever you are, wherever you are looking from, from the presence of God, receive it. Receive help from above. Help from above. Help from above. If you have got a torch wherever you are, I can see some of your hands are shining. Check your hands. Some of your hands are shining there. I said that thing that was lost, which was lost, that person was not knowing where, that, where you put that thing. I command it to be found in Jesus' name. That person you have been marketing from the wrong places. I said this week, I send an angel of job to make you market where there is your job in Jesus' name. Wherever you are, say, I receive five times. I say congratulations in Jesus' name. 
There is also somebody you have there is somebody who have not been calling you for long. This week that person is going to call you in Jesus name. Amen. Mark my words. This week you will come back with a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say I am blessed. 